This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! And now... It sure is that time. It's that time of the day where the halftime show on Pulse 95 Radio is back and back in full effect. What are we talking about today on the show? Well, let me tell you. Sharjah Club XL in the UAE Cup versus Al Nasser. Another step closer to their goal. Also, should your coaching license dictate how good you are as a coach? An example of a coach who's being fined £22,000 per match because he doesn't have his pro license. We're discussing that. And also, in the health and fitness segment, now that January is over, is it time to really focus on your goals? And if you've set yourself goals, do share it with us here on Pulse95 Radio. And we'll be discussing that across the hour on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! And now... Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, cover everything sport, international and local. Right, okay, let's dive into Sharjah. Sharjah is doing big things. Sharjah Club, the champion of the previous version of His Highness, the President Football Cup, qualified for the quarterfinals of the tournament after beating Al Nasser with a 2-1 victory at the Sharjah Club Stadium yesterday, which was massive. The three goals of the match came from penalty kicks so that was one thing which has had a lot of controversy around what was happening how it was happening when it was happening but also Pjanic scored the second goal in the 78th minute and Tozi narrowed the difference to victory with a penalty kick in the 88th minute unless our goalkeeper was definitely busy Ahmed Shambia saved the penalty kick taken by uh, Miran Pjanic but the match referee decided to return it after a mistake by the goalkeeper and Al-Nasser played by leaving early before kicking. So, with all that, and I think also psychologically looking at the way Sharjah are approaching this tournament having been champions, they kind of know what they need to do in cup competitions. Obviously, it's different to a league because in the league, you have a stretch of a whole season to try and pace yourself when to plug and play certain players. Sharjah being much stronger than last year, also have the psychological advantage entering these kind of games because they know what type of players they have in different scenarios and it showed yesterday with the experience that they had and also the knowledge of the game in players like Pjanic who is able to turn the game on its head when required so Sharjah advance and Nasser unlucky and Nasser fans let me know how you feel about yesterday do you feel hard done by with the way the game went do you feel it could have swung in your favour and also, Sharjah fans, let me know how you're feeling because I'm sure now the ceiling is so high for you guys that you want to win everything. 
And why not? With the team that you have, with the coach that you have, and the momentum being on your side, can you turn that into success for another season? Give us a heads up on 4215 Tasalat Urdu or start up into my DMs at Omar during Instagram. Let me know how you feel. Coming up on the show today, we've also got um, a segment which is interesting called Should Your Coaching License Dictate How Good You Are As A Coach? Some people talk about theory, some people talk about practical, but there's a certain coach who's being fined £22,000 per match for not having his pro license. We're going to be talking about that straight after the break, so make sure you don't go anywhere, folks, and stay tuned on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then. What's it going? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike. Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duri. Shout out to my mum as well, who is tuned in. As always, um, my only fan. <laughs> Great to see you. Abdurrahman, nice to see you as well. Thank you very much for the other day. Right, okay, so here is a question for everyone. Should your coaching license dictate how good you are as a coach? Now, the obvious answer is yes. But the reason why I ask you this is because if you have the opportunity and in the coaching world, we all know it's all about opportunity. If you have the opportunity to take a role or a job at a position which you may not get again, do you take it or not? And does license get passed just by theory, practical or both? And the reason why I ask that is because there's a certain coach right now who is coaching in the French League. His... uh, what he's doing right now is quite remarkable because he is getting fined £22,000 each time he manages REM, which is a French club in the French league, because he doesn't have his pro license. He's a 30-year-old manager and he's someone that is he's half English, half Belgium. He was born in 1992, the youngest manager in Europe, and is currently pursuing his UEFA Pro license. But he does have uh, this opportunity, so he has taken it. The thing is, with the way everything has happened, he finds himself in, in this position. His name is Will Still, okay? And he is doing really well in the French League, except because he doesn't have his pro license they get fined £22,000. Now, obviously, I don't think he pays that. I think his club pay that. But because he's doing so well and he's an up-and-coming promising manager, they are taking the fine. Now, for those that don't know, when you apply for your license regarding whichever body it is, you normally go through, obviously, several stages from your level one, your level two. Then you have either a C license or a level three. Then you A for B, then you A for A, then pro license. And trust me when I tell you, it's a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of planning. If you're not privileged to live in the same country that your federation is in, you have to travel, you have to send videos, you have to send audio, reflections. As you can see, I'm sweating just talking about it. So anyway, this person will still, he finds himself in that situation. And because he's in that situation, 
People are wondering whether he should be doing that or not and whose role it is. Now, I want to ask you guys, is that something you would take on board when you're doing your life? It doesn't have to be football, it could be any sport. But if you haven't finished your journey on the coaching license route, would you still take an offer like this, for example, at an established club in Europe? Let me know, 4215 at the Salat do. I'm very interested to hear what you guys would do because it's an incredible situation and he's at an incredible age to be coaching. He's only 30 years old and he's coaching already in the first league in France, Ligue 1. So for those people that don't know, that is the Premier League of France. But he's only 30 years old and that is probably the best experience he'll ever have. So I wonder, I wonder what you guys would do. Let me know, text me or slide into my DMs at Omar Duri. And when we come back, we're talking about health and fitness because now that January is over, have you set yourself a goal for February? This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! And now. It sure is that time. Now, before the break, I asked you this question regarding Will Still, and that was, should your coaching license dictate how good you are as a coach? Because he is his club, Rem, in the French League are being fined £22,000 every match because he doesn't have his pro license. So that was the first thing. Uh, Nora is here on uh, online with me, and she's saying, very interesting topic, it seems the club needs to needs to coach services that's why they are ready to pay the fines but it's not a good solution uh, the coach yes i got that nora that's actually a very very good point um it's you know the thing is it's very it, it, it's very interesting that people have different opinions on this some people are saying he should never be there in the first place he should earn his stripes especially looking at his age now sometimes we talk about experience over age because he could have been coaching since he was 15 it still equates to 15 years experience and will he get this opportunity again to be able to coach at the Premier League in France which is Ligue 1 so that's a very very good point I like uh, I like the way you know you're, you're saying that but uh, and she's also saying yes even here in the EU each coach should have specific license requirements see I know this for a fact because throughout my my coaching and I've been coaching since I was 18. I've had to work up through the ranks. And I tried, and I used to be involved in the UAE women's national team here. And I used to be involved with the Ghana men's national team for the World Cup and African Nations Cup. But I continue to learn when I'm actually with a federation. And having gone to the Welsh FA and finished my B license and going on to my A license, sometimes you kind of have to take, you know, a step back and really start to reflect on what you're doing right and wrong because coaches don't have all the solutions. The players have the solutions. The coaches implement the, the philosophy and the style of what they want to do. But it's really down to the players to be able to execute the plan the coach wants. And it's not over there because regardless of what the result is, 
you now have a framework of what works and what doesn't and what you could do better. So there's so many things here that are factors in a coach's career. However, we've also seen coaches who've had massive opportunities and for some reason haven't taken them and then never got those opportunities again. And as much as it's a sad story, it's also a real story. So why not take the opportunity if you're that good of a coach? Um, more comments coming in. Yes, even here in the UAE, each coach should have specific license requirements. Absolutely. Why the coach does not work on himself to get all the required? Yes, perfect. And it's like when you keep learning to improve yourself, being a good coach needs also the academic side. Yes, very good. So the theory side is one thing. And we'll elaborate on that, on that comment because it's a great comment. But the practical side is another thing. And the reason why I say this is because during COVID, all of the coaches on my license had to do things on Zoom. Now, it does eliminate that one-to-one -one interaction in person because when you're in, in person and you're coaching, you have your players around you, it's very, very different. It's a different type of style. When you're online, you're kind of behind the lens. If you make a mistake, if, you, if you're off camera, you can kind of get away with it. It's part of developing the, per the person's skill, the coach's skill to be able to face the challenges that you do on the coaching field. I know this for a fact because you get so many different things that happen throughout a session. Things that might not normally happen. And I'll tell you the funny thing about that. is because most of my sessions are recorded because I have to send them back to the Welsh FA. And when I do that, if I look back at the sessions, which I have to do, I have to write a report on the session, what went right and what went wrong. Sometimes there's players that are the most reliable players, okay? Most reliable players. They're doing things, the most random things in the session. So I'll give you an example and I won't, I won't say the name, but one of my most reliable players, a few weeks ago, I was coaching a session. I'm speaking to 22 players. Everyone's in their position and he's doing push-ups just by himself. I never said do push-ups. I was explaining a technical session and I was discussing what every person has to do in this session and he was doing push-ups. <laughs> and this is what I mean. So many things could happen where at some point I looked over and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, just just getting ready, coach. I said, I didn't tell you to push. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, but I wanted to you know, get an extra uh, rep in. I was like, wow. Now, when I look back at that, the assessor or the mentor, he'll, he would look at me as a coach and say, why, why is he doing push-ups? I don't have the answer to that. And normally, he doesn't do push-ups when I'm explaining something. But that's exactly the situation I find myself in. And I laugh about it because I used to get angry about these things. I started coaching when I was 18. So a while ago now, as you can see on the YouTube. Um, but now, one of my senior players is doing push-ups. And I'm thinking, why is he doing that? And now, when the exercise happens, I need all 22 players to be aligned. Because the whole pattern of play will be decided if one person is not doing their action. So this is exactly my point of how, you know, a coach should be. Now, this coach has this opportunity and he's there in the French League and they're doing very well in the French League. They might not be top, but you also got to realize PSG, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi's, all these players are in that league that he's coaching in and he's 30. So Lionel Messi's actually older than him and he's playing. So that gives you a few things in perspective. But I'm very happy with what you guys have been saying. Masoud is saying from India, 
Maybe each license demands specific requirements, so maybe sometimes it's tough to manage that at, at the same period. Yeah, I can understand that. Nora is saying maybe he thinks he's overqualified. That's another good point. We all, I'll tell you something, honestly, and um, the sport, whichever sport you're into, it will humble you. And I say that because we all, as coaches, we try to figure out solutions for our players. As soon as you think you know it all, something happens which makes you realize you don't. So rather than being on that roller coaster emotionally, which by the way, every single coach goes through, you always have to expect the unexpected so that no surprises happen. And and that's the beauty of wanting to develop people, develop players, and try to improve people because you yourself cannot do anything without your players. And it's, uh, you know, we talked about this extra, I know, but because you guys were adding some fantastic comments and I wanted to add on that. But coming up next, we're talking about health and fitness. Now, January is over. New Year's resolution is over by most people's standards. But what are you doing in February to make sure you continue to challenge yourself even better? We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! And now... Is that time? It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, cover everything sport, international and local. Right, the health and fitness segment. Now that January is over, what have you set yourself for February? Now, I know a lot of people say New Year's resolutions don't work, and yes, to some extent, I agree with you because it shouldn't really be a quick fix. It should be a nice plan across the year. But how about if we switch things around? Because I read an article recently with Forbes, and rather than saying what you want to do, how about you tell us what you're trying to eliminate from your year, like a don't-do list. And with that, it means not wasting time on certain things that probably take up more time than you would like to. But you don't realize that until you write it down. So if you journal, if you're someone that likes to write things down or draw things out even, then this is actually perfect for you. So rather than putting the things that you want to do, put down the things you don't want to do and let me know in the comments or even slide into the DMs at Omar Alduri or text us on 4215. Let me know what are you planning to eliminate from your year's resolution. And that way, it kind of changes things around. I found it super interesting online when I saw this because research indicating that 80% of people ditch their New Year's resolution by February. And seeing that it's February, this is the best time to be able to discuss that with you because it's time to officially label this ritual as an exercise in futility. Instead of wasting time on your 2023 intentions, why don't you do the exact opposite? Very interesting article in Forbes. Thought I'd share it with you guys here on the Halftime Show on Pulse95 Radio. Let me know. I'd be very keen to hear what you've eliminated. Now, we've seen different ways of doing that, whether you like to draw things out, 
whether you like to write things out, but put them down. Put them down on paper, on your on your tablet, on your phone, and write them down. Another another way to help you with that is if you actually put 24 hours of the day and mark out how many days you need for sleep or how many days you need uh, sorry, how many hours you need for sleep or how many um hours you need for training transport work and see what's left with it and the hours that you have remaining see if you can utilize that space just for yourself just for your time and if you can do that you might actually find out a lot of things about yourself that you might not have seen because we're always in in the flow of things we're always moving and and busy and and social media and work and family and partners and wives and kids and so many things that we're doing that we don't really give ourselves that kind of time. So let me know 4215 at the Salat Urdu or start up into my DMs at Omar Duri. And that was the health and fitness segment. If you like what you see on the show, do subscribe to Pulse95 Radio on YouTube. It's definitely one of those things where we have all the fantastic, fantastic presenters here at Pulse95 Radio from Morning Majesty, Yellow Home. Across the day, we have so many cool hosts here talking to you about everything, everything here um, on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of charge. So make sure you do show some love, share, subscribe, like, tell people about it even. Tell people about what we do here and 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 raise awareness on some of the stuff we talk about because they're quite awesome, the people here. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, we have reached full time on the halftime show. Thank you very much for tuning in across the hour. And remember, you can catch my show every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. And if you do miss the show, don't worry. Our podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you prefer a visual, head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. All right, guys, take care, stay blessed, and have a fantastic day. Sending you love and blessings on Pulse95 Radio. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast.